Hello all, and welcome back to Geeks and Games. It has been too long. I am Tiger. Uh, hello? Can you hear me? Oh, yes, hi. I can. I'm Yoshimitsu. I've, hello. I've forgotten how this works. Uh-oh, he turned into a robot. What do we do? Uh-oh, he muted himself on purpose. Definitely not. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Yes. It's been which, a while. <laughs> which episode is this? 41? 41 sounds about right. Oh, man. Because all we did, guys, I think we like, back in June, we did our last actual episode, and then we took a major break. Because I did a couple of bonus episodes, and then we did that reaction, and then nothing much since. I think we planned to do a watch-along of the Peanuts Christmas movie for Geeks and Films. Yeah. I think we we did we did watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving though, didn't we? No, we watched was that great, last year. We watched the Great Pumpkin in twenty twenty one. Was that long ago? Yes, I what? just aged fifteen years in the past five seconds. Um. Yes, this is. Oh no, this is episode. No, this is episode forty one. Yeah, it's. I got it right. Just about. Nice. All right, so. It has been a bit, and as such, there are some things to catch up on. Instead of doing all the news I've missed since this episode is celebrating the past year of 2022, I'm going to discuss that news. But first, I'm going to talk about the episode I did this year that I worked way too hard to get done, which was the iceberg. It was absolutely um, lovely and fun, but there were some things I would like to correct on it. One... I could have merged both episodes together in post, and I didn't realize that until after the fact. So expect a mega re-upload coming sometime in the near future. Um, rejected entry. So those of you on our Discord server probably saw that some uh, pictures I posted there didn't end up making it into the final cut. So first off, Yoshimitsu, have you heard of the television show Bluey? It's an animated kids show. It sounds distantly familiar, but then again, almost everything does. Well, the the animators on the show are apparently like huge nerds, so they include YouTube references. You might have heard of like us. Yeah, you you might have heard of a vine sauce. Them, I don't know. Maybe. Well, there there's a reference to their channel in the show, and there's another shot where you can see um a plush modeled after Sans Undertale. So I considered that, but then I cut it. Um, Sans didn't make the cut. <laughs> no. And then there was another entry I had posted where it was like um a picture of a melted Game Boy. So the story behind that is I think there was a United States soldier stationed in. Iraq or Afghanistan or somewhere and he was playing his Game Boy he I don't think he got blown up but his Game Boy did and it was found later and it's in a museum and that was the picture I had found I cut that one there were some more things I cut because I thought they were like too creepy or adult it's like in terms of icebergs I watch I guess they're fine but in terms of what I the content I want to make I didn't want to include those out of respect um, let's see. Some of the earlier entries were too surface level, but I think I apologize for that already in the episode. Um, 
I mentioned Private Jenkins's near cameo in the World of Warcraft movie when I already talked about Leroy Jenkins in a separate entry, so I probably should have merged the two. Warren Robinette, the guy who made E.T. for the 2600 Adventure, not E.T. He is writing his book right now. It hasn't been released yet, but the manuscript is under revision last I heard. Um... I also haven't been able to find any actual information about Billy Mitchell's trial because he was the guy that cheated at Donkey Kong, but he held a world record for a long time and they didn't expose him for a bit. Also, I think Pablo suggested we watch the movie Pixels a while ago and I saw it. It was fine. It wasn't that great. It's an Adam Sandler movie, so that tells you quite a bit about what you want to expect from it going in, but... Peter Dinklage plays a character in there who is like he knows no bounds and he is inspired after Billy Mitchell apparently and he didn't sue them which I found incredibly strange I think I posted a letterboxd review saying this but I think Billy Mitchell sued the regular show people the Cartoon Network show because they included a cheating video game character that was just a sentient head that looked kind of like him. So I don't know why he sued them, but Adam Sandler was free from exemption. But I think he sued Twin Galaxies, but there hasn't been an actual trial yet. But because of all this controversy, I think his own doctor has refused to see him, which I think is a bit much. And he also sued a YouTuber named Carl Jobs that exposed him for defamation. Carl Jobs' channel is about speedrunning and exposing fake speedrunners. I think his, I've seen some of his stuff. It's pretty good, but I don't think he deserves to be taken down for, you know, making stuff, but whatever. There was also an entry in the iceberg that was cut that I cut accidentally, which was W.D. Gaster himself, who's a mystery character in Undertale. I might have mentioned him in our first iceberg. Nobody really knows who he is, but he's a mystery character within the game that has sprites that might be him, but nothing's confirmed. You know, there's a lot of uh, fanfic out there, if anyone's curious. I wouldn't recommend looking it up, but it exists. Another one of the entries went into how the rapper Soulja Boy made video game consoles. Um, So apparently... When Nintendo threatened legal action after he was bragging that he could avoid legal action on Twitter, um, I think he stopped making Nintendo copy systems, but he made a system that looked an awful lot like the PlayStation Vita back in 2019, but I have not seen or heard anything new since. Um, Also, I got information about the Ben Drowned creepypasta a little wrong. It was released in three parts on 4chan back in 20. from 2010 to 2011 it was the the first one was majora's mask cartridge this oh no wait the first part came out in 2010 the majora's mask cartridge the second part from 2010 to 2011 was moon children and then the third part awakening um came out in 2020 i for some reason thought the first part came out in 2010 and the second part was being written during development of the episode but i got my information mixed up but what I had found was there was a fan dub of the second part, and that's what's in development. Okay. Also, the the KFC um, console with a chicken warmer inside it, no new information on that either. Which sucks, because I really want to see that, actually, for real. 
I'm sure you're not alone. That would actually be kind of interesting. Why though? I don't know. They because they thought it would be a good idea. Um, I mean, if if your PC doesn't have good cooling, I mean, you have a chicken warmer right there. But like, yeah, I do you need a console. Yes. Um, multiple. Okay, I also mentioned that uh, the little big planet three got into hot water because it used verses from the Quran in one of its songs in the game, where it's like. The guy who made the song wasn't copyrighted. It was the game that was. I think the song, the guy who made the song itself was fine and he had permission. How do you it, copyright? I, I'm not a religion on, or I don't know that much about religion or copyright. So it's really tricky, but essentially it seemed offensive in Muslim culture to use vo- words from the Quran and like media like a video game no 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 i understand that but who owns the rights to the quran it's not the rights that were the problem it's that people got mad because it was offensive but the thing was they had the rights to use the song itself that used the words but the video game people that made little big planet a media molecule they were the ones that got under fire for using the words at all in the first place but the guy who made the song, I believe he's a Muslim artist as well. And there are a ton of video games in general that have also used um, uh, words from the Quran in them. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's a lot. I think Ocarina of Time had a, the original theme for the Fire Temple had Quran lyrics in it. in the game's like first print, but then it was removed after being re-released. So I'm and, just saying, though, like you can't copyright strike someone without actually owning the rights to something. So who is there a single individual who owns the rights to the Quran that was able to do that? No, uh, like I, I, I miss said it a little bit, but the issue wasn't the rights of the Quran. The issue oh. was that it is considered against Muslim cult, like it's considered sacrilegious to use the words of the Quran in this context. OK, no, so people got sense. mad and then it was like. I was just talking about like the song was made by an independent person. So I don't know what that got into. Um, I also mentioned the Roblox oof sound because the guy who originally quote unquote made it was a, is, was a game developer named Tommy Tallarico. He still does stuff today, but if you'd like more detail, there's an amazing two hour long video essay by a YouTuber named H bomber guy that talked about it. Um, the long and short of the sound itself is that I think the daughter of one of the employees of Tallarico's sound studio was the person who actually made the noise. It does sound it, a bit like the kids. Yeah, but um, Tommy Tallarico himself is kind of a an over-exaggerator slash outright liar. So if you watch H-Bomber Guy's video, you're going to gain a lot of new insights into this shocking development. It's a really good video. Um, also, lastly, I will say, you and I went to a uh, video game convention in our city recently, Indeed didn't we? Indeed, we did. Yeah, it was uh, it a pretty good time. So I oh, yeah. quite a few cosplayers. That was a bit awkward. but Yes, I li- uh, wasn't there somebody dressed as an Enderman? I remember there that. was, and that was actually kind of cool. Didn't quite we, get blocky enough, though. Yeah, We also stood in line for an hour to meet a YouTuber that you didn't know about and, until like an hour before I told you about him. And then day, like, It was the day before that you showed me his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then I shout out I, to Cat Icarus. 
Yes, he is lovely. I ordered his um new merch, which contains a scratch and sniff card of his beard. I didn't order it because what? of that. It's just an added bonus. <laughs> I didn't get the chance to smell his beard while we were there, so <laughs> I, I will say, have, no have idea to confirm if it's real or not. Should have just like <laughs> um one of the bonuses that might be included with some of the things of the merch is a zoom call with him so if given the chance i might take the opportunity to interview him and then shoehorn it in as a segment in a future episode that would be slick also at the um convention i went to this panel that talked about that there was this guy that owned a sega neptune shout outs to um adam Koralik. i think he has a podcast too but he talked about the Sega Neptune, and when we were doing Q&A, I asked him about another thing that I mentioned on the iceberg, which was that the part of the reason that I thought that the Sega Neptune and the Sega Pluto were canceled when they had used um, names for planets and the other uh, systems for the dev- just for the dev names was that they didn't want to release a system called the Sega Uranus. And then when I brought that up, he said that might not be the reason because Sega is a Japanese company. And so the words are going to be different in another language. And that makes sense. But I mean, at that point, I what the Sega Neptune is, is I think it was just a. I believe it was a Sega Saturn with like an, a modem inside it. And the Sega Saturn didn't do well enough to warrant that. But it was made in development. Um, all right. Now is the time for the actual recap of the year. Woot woot. Let's talk about some news. First off, Microsoft almost acquired Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard in general has been like quite tricky because the um, I think the president of it got like harassment claims made against him and he kept it quiet with lots of hush money. So that was interesting. But I, I think, was that 2021 or last year? If that, that went interesting. I can't remember. But the the buyout of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft was announced at the beginning of last year. But then I think what happened was the United States Federal Trade Commission said that they legally couldn't because of the way they went about wanting to purchase them. And I think it was formally canceled last month. And in a similar vein, Sony announced that they were going to acquire Bungie, which I think were the original makers of Halo before it went to the rights went to 403 Industries. And that actually went through. They bought them in July formally. Um, No consoles came out last year with the exception of the Steam Deck. I heard about it when it launched and then like nothing more after that. I've heard it's a pretty good emulation machine. I don't know how much it's going to actually do in terms of actually matching the Switch's competition because I think the Switch is actually Nintendo's best-selling console of all time now, if I remember correctly. I want to get my hands on a Steam Deck, honestly. It'd be Uh, cool to try, at least. The only games I play outside of Minecraft uh, can be found on Steam, pretty much, so it would be pretty convenient for me. I mean, Minecraft comes on Steam. You can just buy it for like five cents cheaper through Minecraft.com or something. Probably. But even you can so. buy it for $7 on mobile, but it's kind of washed down and the controls are only okay. Yeah. Bedrock, yeah, it, it's got some advantages, I got to say, but yeah. it's a tale for a different time. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another thing that happened last year was Wordle. It's not really a video game, but it's a game application that got really popular. It's kind of like a crossword puzzle, hmm. but no, and it's not really a crossword puzzle. It's kind of like a jumble because what it is is you put in word. You have to figure out what the five letter word of the day is. So you put in a word like the word I do every day. I don't. Do you that hey, 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 you don't tell people what you use. No, no, no. That's not how this works. Okay, but and, <laughs> I'm a bit it, of a. My family's been doing this a lot, so I can say, yeah, you have six guesses to guess a five-letter word, yeah. uh, and every day it cycles around, and you can share results with friends and competition. It, it's it's fun. And it got bought by the New York Times shortly after it was initially released. Um. There's actually a variant of Wordle I've been playing a little bit this year, too, a bit more than regular Wordle, and that is world Ole. So it's a geography version of Wordle where it shows you the outline of a country and you have to guess what it is. And instead of telling you how close it is in terms of names, there will be a little arrow and a kilometer counter pointing to you how close Ooh. geographically you are to the country. So you have to, like, Ooh. go. So I, I have, like, a physical map on my wall, but... And so I use that as like my first thing. And if I get stuck, I'll use Google Maps so I can zoom in and out. I like that. So hypothetically, if you guessed Russia and the result was actually the USA, which is not likely for you to confuse the two, where would the arrow point? Would it I point think up it, or to the right? I think it would point right because I want to say in most maps, the United States is on the left side and Russia is on the right. That might be different in some maps, but in most of the ones I've seen, that's how it is. Flat maps actually... I will say don't do the best job pro showing proportionally how big countries are because Greenland is the size of Africa, and that is not a good comparison. If The best one is, I think, just... Well, it, to clarify, it's displayed the size of Africa. It's nowhere close. Yes. If you want to get a better size comparison, a globe is the best, but if you want to show a globe flatly, there are other ways to do it. I remember watching a video talking you know, you can get printed out maps that basically it's the world is kind of cut into elliptoid kind of shapes. I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if you were to cut out the map as it's there, you could turn it into a globe. Um, let's see. During the summer, there was no E3, which is kind of sad because I think that meant we didn't get a full June direct, but we got a indie I think it was an indie presentation or something that actually had like a lot of announcements. And I think one of those was that Persona 5 was finally coming to Switch, which makes me excited because it's a game I've been saying should have come to Switch forever. I haven't played it, but I I thought it should have come anyway. And it did. And I think Persona 3 and 4 are coming as well. If I remember correctly. Um, even though E3 didn't happen, there's a game journalist by the name of Jeff Keeley. You might have heard of him. He uh, did this thing called Summer Game Fest, which is different than Summer Games Fest, which is a different thing where he had a bunch of game developers who were making trailers for E3 already before it got canceled. He showed them off there. And I think PlayStation and Microsoft done a couple of their own like presentations last year. And I think one of them was talking a bit about Street Fighter 6 because that's actually coming out. Um. I can't recall any specifics. Earlier last year, the Nintendo 3DS and Wii U eShop was formally announced to have been closing. Credit card support was removed May 23rd. Any funds added at all through eShop codes were removed August 29th, and the full shop is closing March 27th, 2023. 
The only way you can do it now is if you have a Nintendo network that's connected to both the Switch and the 3DS, and you can transfer funds through that. Mark your calendars for March 27th so you can buy some games. I have a couple that I've been eyeing. Probably won't play them anytime soon, but I want to at least have them. I mean, I guess I could mod, but at the same time, I've also heard that Nintendo is... I think they put, like, trackers on people that did homebrew for the 3DS. It was, like, a whole big thing. They're not very big fans of that stuff but i'm not gonna get into all that now oh it's a cat hello cat let's see back to gaming news and away from cats i mean a lot cats but you know oh actually perfect segue there was a game called stray that came out earlier this year about a cat oh yes stray it was like the an independent sensation i think it won indie of the year at the game awards it won a few different awards it has a great soundtrack as well it's it looks really good. I've seen a few playthroughs. And it, it looks fantastic. I want to get that game. Um, I also think the the Grand, Grand Theft Auto 6 uh, images and stuff got... Fr- Sorry, microphone cut out. Got leaked from behind the scenes and spread across the internet like wildfire. Just kidding. That's remastered GTA San Andreas. Joke's on you. We're never getting a GTA 6. I actually saw somewhere it was something like the PlayStation 2 had three GTAs because it had, I think it had San Andreas, Vice City, and three, and Grand Theft Auto 5 has had three PlayStations because it's released on the PS3, 4, and 5 now. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be any good or not. I did hear that those Grand Theft Auto remasters were, like, awful, especially on the Switch because they were so buggy. Yeah, I don't have a particular like or i don't particularly enjoy that genre of game it's subject uh, matter yeah go ahead uh those gta san andreas in particular spawned quite a few memes and uh i can appreciate that was that the one with the big smoke going to the drive-thru in order yes i was about to ask if you actually put that on your iceberg or something i don't know i should have that was a so basically for those of you who don't know what we're referring to it in GTA San Andreas, there's, I don't know how to explain wh- what exactly happens, but y- your character and a few other, uh, I want to say you're in a gang, but uh, a few other members with you go through the drive through And then, so three of you guys uh, all order like fairly normal orders, like number three with fries and a soda or whatnot. And then it gets to Big Smoke, who's like, I, I think he's got to be like a ringleader of some kind, but. He's uh, he's a bit of a bulky man. And so he orders the most insane order I think I've ever heard anyone ever order. And that was a we, I've never said order so many times in one sentence. It uh some people have done the research. His order probably equated to around three and a half days worth of calories. It's insane. And we both have experience working in a minimum wage fast food, so we know what uh <laughs> we know what the drive-through workers were going. <laughs> yes, and um, actually, if you'd like to hear what his order was, you can listen to it right here. I'll have two number nines, a number nine large, a number six with extra dip, a number seven, two number forty-fives, one with cheese, and a large soap. All right, post-production Tiger, I hope you had fun inserting that in. Um, Anyway, other than Grand Theft Auto, I think the Cuphead DLC finally released. 
which I, I had heard it was going to be coming out forever. And then it finally did, right? The uh, course. I, I can't confirm. I've only been playing through the base game with my dad. It's uh, We recently actually finally went through the Dice Palace. Not actually fought anyone, but just passed through to the other side. We're having trouble with that. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. This year has been like a Cuphead renaissance. I mean, it didn't release that long ago, but it also got like a physical port on the Switch this year as well. No, I mean last year. Sorry, it's so <laughs> weird that 2022 is gone already. Oh, um, I mentioned that the Steam Deck console came out. Let's talk about a console that died. Google Stadia. You might have seen advertisements for it a couple of years ago, and it's not really a console. It's a Google game service. And so... <laughs> Sorry. A game streaming service by Google, and it died. Post-production Tiger here. Quick correction. Google Stadia was announced to have been dying last year, but it did not actually die until January 18th of 2023. That is all. So, bye. I don't miss it. it, it, it one can question, though, whether it really lived at any point. I don't think it did that well. I kind of just saw ads for it on and off and then nothing. You can't, you can't really kill something if it's never been alive. So, I think Apple has something similar, but it's just Apple Arcade, which is a subscription service to mobile games, but I think you can play them on Apple TV. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's like, I don't know much about it. I think it's like pool and risk. I don't know. Um, There might be something else. Probably. Um, back in October, and we made an episode of this, we finally got footage of the Mario Mario Groovy Hilario movie. It And it was glorious. And we got a second trailer, even though we didn't, in the second trailer, we didn't get to hear Seth Rogen laugh as Donkey Kong, which is very, very sad. Insert uh, Pablo's <laughs> Mario impression here. <laughs> Luigi! Oh Mario! Oh my! I don't know what that was. Don't ask. <laughs> I I I'm going to watch. We we have to go to the theater together and then do a show on it. No, we absolutely will. We absolutely will watch that. We'll get Pablo's to come with us. That first one when we did was uh oh, the first Mario movie the... we did was hmm. probably like Chef's Kiss of our show's history. Yeah, one of the best episodes we've ever done. Um, on a more somber note, I will say that this year also saw the passing away of Kevin Conroy, who had been the voice of Batman since the animated series back in the 90s. And he also voiced him in the Batman Arkham games. And sadly, this also means that Mark Hamill isn't going to play the Joker anymore because he said it in an interview that he's not going to be doing the Joker if Kevin isn't going to be doing Batman because they had always just done it together, which is very sad. But, you know, touching. You know, memory eternal and all that. He he brought a grins of giddy superhero action to many a face for the past 30 years. Um, also, lastly, game awards happened back in December, and I think the games that raked in the most awards was uh, Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok, which combined, like I said, combined, they got like half of them. And I think. Yep. Didn't did Ragnarok win best soundtrack? Uh, let me check. I I want to say it didn't, but oh, maybe I'm thinking of another one. 
Yeah. Let me go to the website. That's not right improbable now. since together it won half the award. Let's see. Um, uh, Genshin Impact won player's choice. Uh, oh, yeah. God of War Ragnarok did win best score. Um, let's see. Ludwig, have you heard of him? He won creator of the year. He's like one of the bigger Twitch streamers. I don't watch Twitch. I've heard of him, but I haven't watched him. Um, let's see. I think that's about it for the year recap for news. Now it's time to talk about our show in 2022. Hey. It was probably the sparsest year in Geeks of Games history. We started strong, but tapered off a ton by the middle of the summer. Yeah. Um. We still did a sprinkling of episodes, but yes. Not very many. So the show started with Tiger's really, really bad ranking of the Disney animated films, which you shouldn't listen to. I'd wanted to do a ranking of the Pixar movies in March after Turning Red came out, but then I didn't. I think I, I'd really... I, I, I honestly haven't seen Turning Red. It's Have fine. You... Okay. Would you recommend it? Uh, probably. I think if you were a girl, you'd like it more. But it sounds really dumb to say that because I think it's also really objective. I saw some of it, and honestly, the uh, main character just uh, May. I think it was. She seemed too obnoxious to me. It's kind of cringy, but it's like it's not Scott's tots cringy. Office fans, you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, I think my ranking has ch changed a teeny weeny bit since then, but essentially I think the worst Disney movie is Dinosaur from 2000 and the best Disney movie is Fantasia. That's remained unchanged. In January 15th, we had episode 35 reacting to our first episode, which is so meta to talk about an episode we react to our first one on. That was, uh, that was fun to say the least. Yeah. Um, 36, we did our episode on the Nintendo Switch. February 9th, I react to the February one. I can't remember what happened at that one. That might have been the one where the, the highlight was Goldeneye coming to Switch Online. I love the September one where they announced the September of 21 one where they announced, uh, I think that was Portal on the Switch. That was my favorite. Bit. That sounds familiar, yeah. Oh, no, wait, I think that was where Mario Strikers was announced, I think. Was it? Is that still happening? Like, have we heard anything else about that? I mean, the game came out. Wait, oh, was, was that the one where Nintendo I don't have Switch, a Switch Sports was announced? <laughs> I know. I just got here. Okay. <laughs> I'm reacting to this in real time, by the way. I think, yeah, Switch Sports was announced, and when it came out, it didn't do that well, and the I think the main sentiment was like, it was okay, but the worst part was that there were no Miis. Or at least the focus wasn't on the Miis. Oh, they announced that Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings were coming to Switch, but guess which game did it? Oh, yeah, I remember that. I got angry about that a few times, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't bring it up again. <laughs> okay. And, um,. After that was the episode where I let you take full reins, our Geeks and oh. Films Inception episode. Oh, yeah. That, that was a mess. <laughs> I edited it, fun to it do. the best I could. 
and we pulled through. I know you did. Um, March 8th brought us episode 37, uh, 20 longest running video game franchises. I think that episode was like fine, but I think I got I copied one series twice, so I had to redo it mid episode. Uh, the 27th, that was a fun episode. I remember that one was ranking our past episodes and talking about our favorite games from each decade. Oh, yeah. Didn't we rank our first one pretty low or something? <laughs> or wait. No, yeah. Uh, no. Because what happened was I did. I, I had recorded a couple of like three minute filler episodes explaining why there's no episode this week. But it's like we up- <laughs> upload so sporadically at this point that I don't really feel the need to do updates anymore. You could just uh, up- re-upload the same episode with an AI voice just reading the new episode number. Hello, guys, and welcome to Geeks and Games. No, no, no. no. Episode. It- Sorry. No, just like, hello, guys, I uh, this is Tiger, and I apologize. There's no not going to be an episode 41 this week. I- I'm deeply sorry next week. There's no episode 42. Just I have AI read out numbers and do it every time. Keep AI yeah. in mind later, guys. I swear. Um, Foreshadowing. Yes. Uh, and let's see. After that, on April 1st, that was when we released my amazing, amazing idea, which was... Uh, this was this was genius. Geeks and Films Episode 6, Passage de Venus, which was a... It's not really a movie, but it is like the first logged... How, um, how dare you? Okay, it is that is one of the greatest works of cinema of all time. It is it is the first piece of media that you can find chronologically on Letterboxd or IMDb. And it, it was it was a series of pictures um depicting uh Saturn's I think it was like the sun's it was Venus. Venus's transit across the sun. It was a it was it was a it was a fun episode. We had a it it was lovely. You can watch the movie on YouTube at last uh, three seconds. Tiger, I hate to inform you of this, but you will never see Saturn pass across the sun. Oh. <laughs> no, I won't. Its orbit doesn't go that way, right? Yeah. No, it's outside of our orbit. Like, what about... Yeah, I th- I think Mars and Venus, like, touched each other. Well, not touched each other. That sounds strange. Um, what is it? I think some planets came into close contact with each other earlier this year, didn't they? Uh, it's like some uh, quite possibly let me look I can't uh... it'll likely be Mercury and Venus again Mars is outside of Virgo but Venus is inside whatever I can't remember I'm... anyway apologies um, I'm a bit of a space nerd sometimes not really but a little bit um, after that one, we did episode 39, which was our grand finale. It took forever to record, but I did it. I mean, we did it. Sorry. I, th- I thought you said, I-, I thought you were about to say our grand theft auto. <laughs> it was our grand finale of season one. We brought Pavlos and my father on to talk about games that we had missed. And it was, it was fun. And then after that, we talked about the greatest movie of all time for geeks and films uh, episode 7, May 26, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I still get the soundtrack stuck in my head all the time. Anyway. Oh, George, not the livestock. The best quote ever. And I, you said that you don't see people quoting that randomly. And then I did quote <laughs> that one to you randomly. And you're like, ha, I get it. It was when yeah. we were in San Francisco, remember? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, great. Movie. Um, Rhythm Heaven for uh, Geeks and Games episode forty. Where this was my new format, which we haven't done much since. Might uh, Rhythm Heaven Minecraft Dungeons and the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Where for the episode we're going to talk, uh, we talked a little bit about a console we had missed, and then a couple of games that we had each picked. Um, I'll do this a little more in the future, but no promises on when and where and how these episodes will come out. Yeah, I'd love um, to do more of those game pick ones. Those are fun. I get no, to play a new game. Uh, nothing in July. Yoshimitsu and I both went to San Francisco and we had fun, but I spent most of not all of my time after that editing uh, the video game Iceberg, and it was I spent lovely. the next two weeks sunburned. It was a pain. Yeah. I, it literally drove me insane a few times. Like It, uh, it was yes. not good. I I you know. Confirm, I was. Yes, you were a lobster. Yeah, no. Uh, my one of my PE teachers a long time ago used to say that he was either albino or tomato. There was no in between. <laughs> this wasn't even tomato. This was beet. It was bad. It so, was. Uh, my remember to wear sunscreen peeled. on cloudy days, guys. Uh, yeah, my feet peeled a little too. It was not fun. Um. But yeah, the, the game Iceberg, I liked it. I'm going to touch it up a little bit and re-release it in one big episode since there are a couple of little editing inconsistencies as well that I'll touch up. Um, then I did the September Direct um, in 2022. Also, I just realized now that I got the episode title wrong. It says 9-13-21 when it was 9-13-2022. The only problem was I was... On vacation in Disneyland, right as that was, I figured out that was happening the next night. So I'm like, I can't do this right now. So I'm like, I'm going to wait till I get back home and then record it then. But what I did was I silenced everything on my Discord server so that I wouldn't get any information about it because I was very, very confident that the Mario movie trailer was going to be shown during that direct. And it wasn't, but there was a separate one the next month. Um, and I will say that direct was super boring. I didn't like it. There was nothing that interested me at all. I think, I think there are a couple things, but I was like, Ugh. and then in October, which was the last episode we made, we reacted to the Mario movie trailer and it was fun. I can't wait to see it. Jack Black is cool. Chris Pratt as Mario is just okay. And already the amount of memes that have been generated just from the trailer. I can't wait for the movie to come out. Reddit is going to explode. One of my favorite is how the King Penguin looks like Pablo from the Backyardigans. Yeah, there's been a or the uh, well, obviously he's inspired by the memes from or from Mario 64. So there's memes of like the clip, do you yield? And then uh, the player dropping him off the edge of a cliff. Uh, yes, I think somebody even made a mod of that game where it's like the mother penguin attacks you after you drop her child. Boss fight time. That will be it for episodes. Next, we are going to talk about the games that released. Yoshimitsu, would you like to do the honors? You normally do this. I mean, I mean, uh, did this, but sure. then we stopped. Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I'll explain some things as we go. Okay. So on January 20th. <sighs> January 10th. <laughs> Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction was released. I wonder when they'll release Rainbow Seven. Anyways, um, 
January 28th, Pokemon Legends Arceus was released. Ar- I think it's Ar- I've never known how to pronounce that Pokemon name. Arceus, I'll be honest. I believe. Arceus, Arceus. Either way. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, February 18th, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, the Lego sets were released as well, which was well, nice. I will say that um, Horizon Forbidden West, the game released that day. I don't know if the Lego set released that day as well, but I know what keeps the game notable in my mind was Lego did release a set of one of the creatures in the game and a minifigure yeah. of the main character. Like, yeah, that, around well, that was uh, for, uh, from Horizon Zero Dawn, and that was the Tall Neck, which was actually a cool looking set. I do want to get that, and I really want to play Forbidden West. It looks really good. Uh, February 25th, we saw the Steam Deck and Elden Ring both release. Game of the year uh, out there. You know, that, uh, several of the Minecraft YouTubers I've watched uh, cite Elden Ring as an inspiration for a lot of builds, so there's some cool stuff in that game. It's uh, very visually stunning. Uh, March 4th, saw Gran Turismo 7. Uh, March 25th, Ghostwire Tokyo and Kirby and the Forgotten Land were both released. Uh, May 5th, Poppy Playtime Chapter was released. Two. Chapter 2, sorry. Oops, Chapter 2. Uh, June 16th, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge released. That's a fun game right there. Six-player multiplayer is actually pretty crazy. Also made by the same people that did uh, Streets of Rage 4, right? Dotemu? Yeah, Dotemu. Yeah, they did a great job as well. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, my, I'm not as nostalgic for the TMNT as some people are, so I got more of a kick out of Streets of Rage, but it's a good game. Uh, July 23rd, Sonic Origins was released. And that was the one that was the collection of the older ones, and it's the first remaster of Sonic 3 we've seen in a while, mainly because of the Michael Jackson song copyright thing. But yeah, it it looks really good, but I don't really have a reason to play it. Mm -hmm. Uh, July 19th, Stray released. Again, I'm excited to get my hands on this game. It looks really good. Soundtrack's pretty good as well. Uh, July 31st, Xenoblade Chronicles... There's a gap in your notes there. That's Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That was shorthand for myself. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Ah, no problem, no problem. Anyways, uh, again, excellent soundtrack. Uh, August 15th, Multiverses, which is Warner Bros. Smash Bros. Uh, was released. Uh, October 20th, Jackpot... Yeah. Jackbox Party Pack 9 and Mario and the Rabbids Spark of Hope were both released. I love the Rabbids so much. I love those little guys. Yeah, yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> Gosh, our trigger words respectively are um, Rabbids and Mother 3. The difference is, though, that I legitimately love Mother 3. You want to stick Rabbids in a blender. <laughs> a bit extreme, but, you know. Maybe. Anyway, continue. It sums it up, though, doesn't it? Yes. (laughs) October 28th, Bayonetta 3 was released, and there was some voice acting controversy over that. Oh, yes, there was. Um, The original voice actress who played uh, Bayonetta, Helena Taylor, she said that the amount of money she was being paid, it was like, I want to say it was like $2,000 per recording session for six sessions, and that wasn't enough as a living wage. Like, I'm not sure what her yearly wages were but she claimed that what she was getting wasn't enough you know speaking as somebody who does minimum wage stuff that seems pretty good to me but you know i have no like real knowledge of the voice acting world to any extent and so instead of meeting with her to make a wage treatment what they did was they just fired and replaced her 
Hard. I guess that works. Uh, so November 8th saw the release of Sonic Frontiers. Uh, November 9th saw the release of God of War Ragnarok. And November 18th, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was released. Honestly, I'm getting tired of new Pokemon. (laughs) Just make it stop! I lost count after, like, what, 800? I do kind of want availability of the older ones in their form, not as remakes, to come to the Switch at some point. The games are the actual Pokemon themselves. Oh, no, the games. I actually, fun fact, you could, if you really wanted to, I think you could transfer your Pokemon from the Game Boy all the way up to the 3DS through save files if you really wanted to. Yeah, there are ways to do that. Yeah. I would love to carry a Blaziken through everything. And a ground that. Awesome. That's that's mainly because the DS has a Game Boy Advance slot on it, so you'd have to put the Game Boy game in the Game Boy Advance, and then the Advance one into the DS, and then the DS in your 3DS, and then boom, you got it. I don't know if how that save data would how well it would work, but I think you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen stuff about like people collecting all the legendaries through the games, and I'm just like, that looks really cool. How the heck do you do that? And also, why would you? How do you have that much free time? All right. Next segment is going to talk be talking about games we played last year. Yoshimitsu, what games did you play slash uh, enjoy slash complete in the year 2022 AD? So, as I said, uh, pretty standard. I played a lot of Minecraft. I've probably played unhealthy amounts of Minecraft in the past year. Uh, it was worse during COVID, but a lot of Minecraft this year. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, I played some Streets of Rage 4 as well, so that's pretty standard. Um, I did play a bit of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I got to go over to uh, Tiger's house recently and actually play some Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. That was pretty fun. Let's see, what else did we play when I was over there? We played the old Smash Bros. Uh, We've been doing this thing where we play Super Mario 3D World, but we go straight to the last level and try to go to the end. It's hilarious because I don't know what I'm doing, so I will intentionally try to yeet him off the edge. I could probably do it if I did it alone, but I haven't. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate that. No, no, no. Sorry, it's, it's not what I meant. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. It's especially bad if we uh, if we get Flame Vamp with us. We're just a mess. It's so much fun, but we are so bad. All right. Um, what else did we play? Like when I we when I came over, we didn't... played some melee. Oh wait, was that it melee count... or was it brawl? We played some of melee, but I just remember that actually doesn't count because you came over at the beginning of twenty twenty three. Oh, uh, crap. You're right. What oh, else well. did we play when I came over to? I played I know- some uh, GoldenEye 007. We did that back in June, but yeah, we did. GoldenEye is... Did hey, that was still s- last year. We, we did Slappers. That was Slappers, fun. DK mode. Best version. <laughs> yes. uh, that, so, uh, aside from that, I haven't actually played very, very many other games. None come to mind. I did play a small amount of Cave Story on an online emulator, but... Uh, Every time you refresh the page, it resets your progress in the game. So uh, that didn't last very long. Uh, I got to play some Pokemon Ruby as well in an online emulator, and I've 
I got my way to the Elite Four, and then I had to reset my computer, and uh, it deleted my progress. So oh, I haven't yeah. been doing a lot of emulation online. There's some good emulators out there, though. So I want to actually get my hands on a copy of Pokemon Ruby, but it's freaking expensive. It's I like our local game store. Retro it's like it's yeah. a few hundred dollars. Um. So. Yeah, I think uh, that's why I said I wanted the older ones to come to Switch because they cost a lot secondhand. I actually think I started the year trying to get uh, Rhythm 10 Goku to work on an emulator on my laptop, and I did get it to work, except it stuttered a lot, so I kind of got the experience of playing it, but also not. It was my first experience with online emulators of any kind, and it was interesting. Um, I think I also got some translation packs downloaded just in case for my Retron for the because the Japanese versions of Chrono Trigger and Earthbound are much cheaper than the more expensive American ones. So if I ever wanted to play the originals, I could do it that way. But then that was kind of pointless because Earthbound came out on Switch and I found out that Chrono Trigger can be playable on the PlayStation through some collection called Final Fantasy Chronicles. I think that's what it's called. Mm. Real quickly, uh, for anyone who's curious, the online emulators I used were PlayClassic.Games and GBA Emulator Online. No, don't don't tell them we're going to get sued by the Nintendo ninjas. Oh, no, not Nintendo. Oh. Uh. They'd sue me just for saying that. <laughs> um, I also played a Monkey Ball Banana Mania. That was my most anticipated game of uh 2021 and i played it and i enjoyed it it was yes. fun I, that's what i started with because i got it a, as a christmas gift and then i another one that i got as a christmas gift was banjo kazooie which i also played and completed um i did excite bots trick racing which was a wii game that was developed by nintendo i tried it out it was surprisingly good like i think it's not that expensive either so if you wanted like some a fun like stunt oriented racing game on the Wii. That's a pretty good one. Um, Super Mario Land 2 on the game. I played that one through the 3DS and I finished it. It's the first game to feature Wario. It was fun. Uh, then I played Super Mario Brothers 2. I finished that one. It's the one where it... true story. The ending of that game is literally Mario and friends are on a pedestal. They've beaten the bad guy. And then it shows Mario sleeping, revealing that the entire game was all a dream. It literally uses the most overused fan fiction trope in history. Did you just spoil an entire game? It's a it's what? 30. Uh, when did it come out? 86. I do not care i was going to play that just kidding. no it's fine. okay now, a, a, at least 35 year old game um 37 at this point yeah no it well, probably wasn't 1986 was, was no, i was thinking of like because Do, doki doki panic was the japanese game it was translated into so but the, the i think then it came to america and then it came to japan again as mario usa then i also played and completed rhythm heaven mega mix which was, I think, if you're going to get any Rhythm Heaven game, get that one and get it quick because of the aforementioned eShop closure. And it's also the least expensive one because the only reason I was able to play and enjoy Rhythm Heaven Fever was because my library had a copy of it. And if you want to buy it secondhand, it's like $100. It's ridiculous. I think it's more expensive than Paper Mario Thousand Year Door at this point. 
Because Rhythm yeah. Heaven also experienced like a surge in popularity after COVID. And I think it didn't help that Jaden Animations made a video on it. You know, there's a... Don't forget about your libraries, guys. There's a lot of games you can actually find there. Some Depends libraries. on the library. Least. Yeah, some libraries, but... I also played Look. a little... Yes, please. Um, I also played Mario Odyssey. A hundred percented it for the first time too. After that, I kind of didn't play much video games because of school. Um, however, I did start Rayman Two. It's a fun game. The only thing I don't like is the saving is really weird because it it saves every time you enter and every time you exit a level. So if you enter and exit a level accidentally, you have to save it twice and then save it again if you want to go in the correct level. So it's really dumb. Uh, but other than that, I think the, the movement works well. It's definitely different from the Rayman that I love, but it's still a likable, fun enough game. Um, let's see what else... I think that's about it. I've also been doing I've, I've been playing some uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 recently, but that's for different uh, different year. And then we're going to let's see. Let's talk about before we move into our award ceremony. I also want to talk a bit about movies and books. A bit nice little change of pace. Um, what new movie? What movies did you watch this year? Yoshimitsu that you hadn't seen before that you uh, enjoyed or at least can recall. <sighs> Gosh, that's a tough question. Uh, I did watch Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is uh, that's a good movie. It's, oh my um, gosh, you need to read the comic books. The I bought like, to. Yeah, it's it's like the best graphic novel series I've read that isn't Bone. I don't know if you've read Bone, but that I have great. read Bone. That one's Bone pretty... is amazing. I I was so sad when the Netflix uh thing was canceled. Yeah, so I watched that. I also watched um Dumb and Dumber. That was an oh, experience. <laughs> that one, I like that uh, one. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's a movie. It's it, it's quite an experience. Um, is it a movie that exists? It is truly a movie of all time. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else did I watch? Uh, I watched Gattaca. Gattaca. That that's a really good sci-fi movie. I would highly recommend if. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, is other it than the G A T T A C A? Yes. Okay, I've never heard of this one, but is that? Oh yeah, that's Ethan Hawke. Okay, yeah, I've I, I know the people in it, but I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Tiger, we should review that on the show at some point. It's uh, that's wait, a fantastic movie. Wait, part of it is in Esperanto. What? That's what it says. It says language under on Wikipedia. You go to languages. It says English and Esperanto. That's like the that's an invention. I'm going to guess that means there's an Esperanto version of it because I there wasn't any Esperanto in the movie as far as I could remember. It I, might I be know, some of just, the characters they use in scenes. It's a sci fi movie, but it's pretty cool. It's just the weird thing is that um, Esperanto is an invented language. It was made up by some guy who wanted to divide the break down the language barrier by creating a language that everybody could learn just as easily and it blends mm -hmm. a lot of elements from like every language yeah. um anything else uh in terms of movies i can't think of anything else new that i've seen 
right. Well, I have I've I've been using Letterboxd since March, so I can kind of more easily recall which movies I've watched this year just because I've been logging it, not to diss you or anything, but let Letterboxd is cool. Except it will um I've developed a sort of syndrome where I will like regurgitate others' opinions because I'm too easily convinced that I will like or not like something because somebody made a video or a review talking about it. Yeah, I can't remember if I watched The Prestige at the start of 2022 or end of 2021. I want to say it was the end of 2021, but I can't remember. Is that the one where uh, David Bowie plays Tesla? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, yeah, I want to watch more of the Nolan movies now that you've introduced me to Inception. I'm Interstellar is next. Interstellar is a fantastic one. You'll enjoy that. I, I heard it take like, it took like a day for each individual shot of computer effects to render because of how wild it was. Yeah. Interstellar. Yeah. That, that one's a good one. Yeah. Um, for me, you watched uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which is an Edgar Wright movie. I have gotten to Edgar Wright a little bit uh, last year. Uh, last year as well i think i watched scott pilgrim back in 2021 because that was when i read the comics but um 2022 i watched his trilogy known as the three flavors cornetto trilogy that is the real name for it they're they're not like story-wise a trilogy it's just same director and same principal actors so that's edgar wright directing a sean what's his name sean peg no sean mendes no <laughs> Okay, Simon Pegg. I was getting it mixed up because the first movie in that trilogy is probably the most famous, uh, Shaun of the Dead. It's the Shaun rom. Rams. It's the rom com where he fights zombies. It's it's fantastic. It's a little gory in like one specific scene and a little profane, but other than that, it's like one of the best movies I've ever seen. I, I will say Scott Pilgrim versus the World isn't exactly a kids uh, movie. But... Oh no! Chris Evans plays a skater. It's hilarious. Um, let's see. what else? Uh, I the second one in the trilogy is Hot Fuzz, where they they're cops and they have it's a, it's a murder mystery. It's also quite gory, but not, in my opinion, not awfully bad. It's pretty funny, and there are some references to a Point Break in it. Even though I haven't seen the movie, they talk about it in show where I think it makes enough sense. Um, uh, and then the last one is the one called what's. It's the world's end where I remember that one the most. And it's like Simon Pegg plays a guy and he and his friends go on like a bar crawl as aliens invade. It's something else. Um, And then I I did some more movies in my Adam Sandler uh, watch. I have a goal to watch like every Adam Sandler movie starring him because I hate myself. <laughs> but it, it was something I started when I watched Click in 2020. And then I'm like, you know what? I might as well just I might as well go the longest yard. That is the name of one of them. OK, Bad so I, th theory. I think the ones I had watched in the ones I watched in 2022, I watched Billy Madison. That was like I'm doing this from worst to best, by the way. So I think I didn't think Billy Madison was that good, but it, it's one of those movies where it's like, it's really bad, but really good at the same time. So I gave it a five out of 10 because I couldn't decide. Like kind of like Monty Python and the quest for the Holy Grail. No, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is amazing through and through. No fault. That's, That's what I thought. S tier movie. Yes. Move um, uh, then I watched Just Go With It, which was one with him and Jennifer Aniston and Nicole Kidman is in it for no reason. 
uh it was perfectly fine and then i watched happy gilmore which a lot of people which seems to be one of the more favored adam sandler movies but i don't think it's that uh good um the only th- the one main thing i don't like is there's a character that uh ben stiller plays a nurse a mean nursing home attendant it's like they could have done so much more with that to make it funny but he kind of shows up a little bit in two scenes and then not again so they i don't think they edited him in rightly but there's a there's a scene where he plays uh adam sandler plays golf with the guy from the prices right and it's pretty fun uh i watched the longest yard was okay i think the final game went on for too long it it was like fine i guess it's kind of strange uh big daddy which was one where he plays the parent of a kid and it was like i would have liked it less if the kid wasn't cute Okay, I think I also watched The Wedding Singer um, last year as well. That one was fun. Uh, did I watch Fifty First Date? No, I think Fifty First Dates was the year before. Um, Blended, which was one where he goes to Africa. Terry Crews plays like this African singer, and he it, he is like the best part of the movie. Um. And then Airheads, which was like his one of his first ones, where he plays like um one in a group of three guys that take over a radio station. It also has Brendan Fraser, who actually um is currently in his renaissance right now because he was in this movie called The Whale about an obese English teacher. And it it seems like he might win best actor for it because of how good his role. I haven't seen the movie, but it's apparently something else. Um there were a oh. couple of what? Have you seen the Batman? I did. It was uh, it was re- it was really good. It was really good. I want to see that one. Yeah, I think it's the most reviewed movie on Letterboxd right now of all time. Maybe I can't remember. Um, some movies I watched this year that I didn't expect to be good, but I found good was there was one called The Big Year, which is like Steve Martin, Owen Wilson, and Jack Black play th- three guys that are competing against each other to um track um a bunch of different bird species in one year and then another one i found was this movie called oscar where it's a comedy where sylvester stallone plays a mob boss that's trying to reform and there's like sitcom antics and i think it's based off a french play i think it's it was i was surprised at how witty it was i'd recommend it tiger 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 um because you brought up sylvester stallone you have to see what i just sent in chat Oh dear lord. <laughs> this is the worst thing I've seen in my whole life. You need to share this on the server right now in our memes channel so people can see this amazing meme in which Sylvester Stallone's face is plastered on Kevin McAllister's from Home Alone. It's Home Stallone. If you if you want to know more about Home Alone, listen to our episode, guys. Ah uh, yes. better yet why not just listen to it every year on christmas so that way i can get listen counts up for years to come uh see i watched do the right thing which is a movie by spike lee about racial tensions it was really heavy but i also really liked it at the same time 
I watched Superman one and two, the ones with Christopher Reed. I was really curious because I had not seen them before. And I'm like, what are these like? And I was surprised at how like grounded and mature they were, especially the second one. The second one still was like really boring in bits. And the first one had an earthquake scene that went on for too long. But other than that, I there, it was interesting seeing like the first like, I don't know, blockbuster superhero film, I guess it could be considered that way. Um, I, I keep remembering is, movies that I ended up watching. No, feel free to uh, chime in as we go. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I watched a uh, Spanish film, actually. Technically, it was the January 2nd, so it wasn't technically 2022, but it was called uh, Tambien la, uh, la Luvia, or uh, in English, that's Even the Rain. Uh, it's a pretty good one. It's about the water war in Bolivia, but it's a good movie. Sorry. Anyways. Oh, uh, I see that one. It has the, it has the guy from a werewolf by night in it. That's what I know. Yeah, it it's a, the language in it, like they swear a lot and, uh, some pretty bad ones in there as well. But like, aside from the swearing, it's a fantastic movie. I would absolutely recommend it. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see, I also watched Mean Girls. I was expecting it to be like, there were so many points in the movie where it could have been bad or dumb, but then it didn't. And I honestly really like it. You all, you all need to watch it, you know, within age rating and parental permission, of course. Um, and then I also watched Jaws for the first time. It was certain it was interesting. If I saw it at like, I don't know, six years old, I would have been terrified to go to the beach as well. But I also think the shark puppet looks kind of hokey. I mean, it's it's still a really cool movie. I think the guy that uh, the actors, are, it was, I think it was like Richard Dreyfuss's first like big role as well. And he's still doing stuff. I, speaking of Richard Dreyfuss, I highly recommend Mr. Holland's Opus. It's an amazing movie about a music teacher. Um, I I watched the To Kill a Mockingbird movie because I had read Ooh. the book. Wait, and it was uh, really which good one? as well. Yeah, uh, which, one? which movie? With yeah, there's a lot of different uh, renditions of that film. I thought there was only like one, but the one with <laughs> who was Gregory, starring? Uh, Gregory Peck. Okay, I know that's the right one. Yeah, that's a it, it's a good rendition. Um, let's see. And then I, and then lastly, I'm going to talk about Christmas movies that I finally saw for the first time. So I've wanted to watch Klaus, that animated Christmas movie on Netflix for a while. Still haven't gotten to it. I swear I will next year. But I watched two Christmas movies I'd wanted to watch forever, and they were both amazing. So first is Die Hard. People are going to contest me very fiercely about whether this is a Christmas movie or not. I think it is. Thank you. I haven't seen it, but I am of the opinion that it is one just because, like, well, what makes Home Alone a Christmas movie? Well, I mean, you could say that anything is a Christmas movie just because it takes place on Christmas. But the argument is that, like, Christmas doesn't influence its events. But it's like he goes to the building because of a Christmas party his wife's company's throwing. Yeah, you could make the exact same arguments about Home Alone, just no one does. Anyways. It's like the same thing that would happen for Thanksgiving or Fourth of July or something, but whatever. Um, and then I also watched It's a Wonderful Life, which is amazing. It's like the best old movie I've ever seen. 
Have you seen the Pink Panther movie starring Peter Sellers? And when you said the Pink Panther movie, I was like, was that the one with Steve Martin in it? Because I heard that one wasn't very good. But I think those older ones are seen as. No, I have not. I would like to. I'll probably watch it at some okay. point. Yeah, you'll be changing your tune when you watch those. There's a lot in them that is not PC nowadays. Like, there's a lot of stuff in there that you can't say nowadays. It, it would be so wrong. But those are some of the best old movies I've ever seen. They're fantastic. Also, it's the um, Peter Sellers is that guy from Doctor Strange Love. That was what I recognized him from. Um. Did you see Doctor Strange left? I did not, but I want to. Yeah, that that's a interesting movie as well. Uh, um, Peter Sellers. What else is he in? Um, Google. Letterbox. Let's see. Um, he was in Lolita, which is a um. It is. I don't want to talk about what the plot is. Be. I haven't seen it, but it is. Um, yeah. He was also in movies with the Beatles. Apparently, he worked with the Beatles a couple times because he was in Let It Be. Uh, but yeah, I think the Pink Panther was is like the stuff he's most well known for because he was in it super consistently because he was in like yeah. eight of them. Those are so good. I'll have to watch them. Oh, he was in the he he was in. When I say Casino Royale, I'm not talking about the one with, uh, what's his name? Not David Bowie. What's his name? Daniel Craig, that guy. Um, there was a Casino Royale Bond spoof movie that came out in the 60s, and he was in that one. Um, I'm, but yeah, it's it's a Wonderful Life is one of the greatest uh, movies I've ever seen. It's more a Christmas movie, but I think you could watch it like any time of the year if you really wanted to. Um, also, I'm I'm just going to talk about it briefly because I did watch it uh, this year instead of last year. But in terms of old movies that are surprisingly really good, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front because, I, again, I had read the book. But um, it's about uh, it's it was written by a German author and it talks about a German kid who gets illusioned into going into war to fight for the fatherland during World War One by his teacher. And then he goes and he's like war is awful i hate it and then like i think he goes back and then his teacher is talking to more schoolboys about how glorious it is to fight and then he's like no i've seen war it's awful nobody should have to experience it and his teacher kicks him out because it's like how dare you we need uh people it's like such an interesting uh like study in how i don't know it's like it, it was one of the first pieces of media i'd say that like examines emotion in men I, I know that sounds really strange to point out but it's like you know it talks about the weird emotions that you can experience that weren't like talked about as much back then because i think ptsd was just starting to get talked about after world war one happened but yeah I, I recommend it anyway lastly we're going to talk about reading that we read what what books did you read in 2022? I think I only did this section just so I could brag about one specific thing for myself. But tell me a little bit about what did you read anything that you liked? Um, I read the Bible. Not the entire thing, but I read the. 
I'm, uh, I'll be honest. I stopped being much of a reader a while ago, but I still read occasionally. I'll reread Lord of the Rings and Hobbit and whatnot. I mean, you can talk about graphic novels you read if you really want to. I don't read many of those either. Okay. Your sister does, though, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I want to say there was a manga I read. Can't remember. Um, I will say, speaking of the Bible, have you read that uh, story about the woman with the tent peg? The what? The woman with the tent peg, Deborah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. She she drives a tent peg through some guy's head. It's, it, it's, it's I cool. don't think I don't think that was Deborah. What else? I, I'm trying to think. I know I've read some stuff, but I can't remember what any of it is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let's I read To Kill a Mockingbird, the book. Um, like I said, I kind of included this reading. So I meant to talk about two books. They're both Russian. Um, the first one is I read War and Peace. Uh, it took me like 12 <laughs> weeks to finish, but I read it. I did it. It's it's kind of uh, boring and really long winded. And also there are parts where he puts in uh, philosophical babble where I don't think it really needs to. But other than that, it's a really fun book. I just remember. I, mean, I don't know. Too, if fun uh, is the right word. OK, go ahead. So the two things I read were I finished Don Quixote that took me probably about a year because I was just really slow and I didn't really sit down and try to finish it. That book is thick. It was like the first actual novel. It's about a thousand pages. Well, both parts together are about a thousand pages. It is dummy thick. That thing took me so long to get through. Did you just call it dummy thick? I did call it dummy thick because it is. It it really is. And uh, the other thing I read is a book called Six of Crows. And then I read its sequel, but I can't remember what that one was called. But it's, uh, it's a really good series. If you've ever read Artemis Fowl, it's kind of similar to that. But if it was more of um, kind of like Industrial Revolution era sort of era, uh, it's kind of more of that kind of time space. The second book is King of Scars. Right? No. Oh, no, wait, no, Crooked Kingdom. That's Crooked cool. Kingdom, thank you. Right. Yeah. Um, Both are very good books. I would highly recommend. And the other book I read was one called uh, Loris. It's a it's also a Russian novel, but not an old Russian novel. It came out in 2013. Um, it's really strange in how it plays with time, but I love the message, and I almost cried at the end because I think it wrapped the story was weave, wo- wo- woven beautifully. It takes place in wept. the Middle Ages. It was wept. Thank you. But yes. Anyway. Now is the time, the time, the time for the awards ceremony to start. Let's play some uh, insert triumphant music here. Dun, 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 dun. All right, I'll figure. I'll figure out which uh, actual piece to use later. Post production, Tiger. Good job. You 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 admit you did great in choosing that uh, amazing song. I never would have thought of that. Um, 
I'm totally not patting hmm. myself on the back here. <laughs> Let's see. First off, it is we're going to jump right into what the best game of 2022. So I have three nominations, which are Elden Ring, which I haven't played, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which I have played, but only a bit, and Jackbox Party Pack 9, which I played. Do you, ha- do you have any nominations? Uh, uh, Minecraft. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I I could throw Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge up there. That one was pretty good. Stray, right. stray, absolutely stray. Oh, um, all right. Uh, who wins? No, no, no. Wait, wait. Wait, wait. what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> wait, I didn't. I didn't think about this far enough ahead of time. Okay. No, no. I have an amazing, amazing idea. Corn so I'm, go go to Google and type random number generator. Oh my word. This remi- a d5 hear- are you seriously rolling a d5 for what? this no okay um so what did you say you said okay i'm gonna do one to five no, no. <laughs> okay okay the winner is stray <laughs> this is a, what, what system are we using here i thought this was just like we nominated just our favorite games of the year uh okay stray it is uh i don't disapprove it's a good game i should have suggested death store oh have you seen that game death store wait is that one of the was it the dark saga or whatever no oh yes death stute uh oh no that came out in 2021 is it oh okay is it the it, the cart? It was a cartoon looking one. Is it a little is it bit? Yeah, it's like a you're a cre- uh, a crow who reaps souls. Okay, it looks like uh, what is it? Little nightmares. No, it is completely between... unrelated to Little Nightmares. It it uh, the this look reminds me of a cross between like Hollow Knight and Little Nightmares, just a little bit, a little bit of Cult of the Lamb, but only a little. Um, uh. Best book, Dev. You read any books that came out this year? Because there was a book I forgot to mention, and that's because I was saving it for uh, this. That came out this year? Yes. Nope. Did you read any books that came out this year? No. Did I even read any books this year? <laughs> well, I mean, we just... I read a few, but, like, no, nothing Okay. Yet. My nomination is Changing the Game from the Bronx to the Top of Nintendo by former Nintendo of America president Reggie fils It was really good if you're getting into business in college i would recommend reading it i'm not i just got it because it was by a guy from nintendo but it was amazing i got some cool insights and it was a history lesson because i'm also like obsessed with game history i'm a history buff in general but game history is one of my favorite parts of doing the show um it's really cool i would recommend it um so yeah it wins automatically by process of elimination shout outs to reggie okay now is best movie of the year. So my nominations are um, The Batman um, uh, featuring Robert Pattinson. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I haven't seen it, but it's apparently like the best movie of all time or something. Have you seen Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah. I asked a friend what it was about and he just kind of stared at me. There, um, I will say there are some scenes in which... Um, uh, questionable pieces of anatomy are uh, at least look. Uh, never mind. Okay, it, it's 
I've I've saw I saw bits of it because when we went to on when we went on vacation, I saw my parents watching it as their in-flight movie, and so I saw some things from it. I'm like, what is this? It's like, what are you watching? Do I have to do I have to call your parents? Tell them what you're anyway. It was a it I might watch it at some point. Um, I'm also gonna nominate Black Panther Wakanda Forever. True story. We saw that in the theater on Thanksgiving Day after we got done with dinner. It was an interesting thing to do. Um a uh, glass onion, which is the sequel to Knives Out. It is my pick for the best of 2022 because I, I loved it a lot. If you watch the first one, you're gonna love it not as much, but it's it's pretty good. I really like it. Um, and lastly, I would also like to talk about Weird the Al Yankovic story, which is a parody biopic that came out on the Roku channel in which Daniel Radcliffe yes Harry Potter plays Weird Al I have wanted to actually watch that movie it's very strange because you realize pretty quickly that it's not actually supposed to be about its life but if you and they lean into that hard and it is wow they also probably set it up in a way for a sequel that could make sense but it would have to be even stranger um but yeah what's your nomination uh the only one that i've really seen this year that's new and this is one you aren't gonna really be able to fight against is man of god oh that doesn't count sorry (laughs) that doesn't count no 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 see it's it's, so this it was a uh, it's kind of a bit of a uh not quite a documentary but it's kind of like a biopic yeah biopic of uh St. Nectarios of the uh, Orthodox Church. Uh, so it's a very like religious film that uh, basically by nominating it as the best one, he can't argue against it because he would be saying it wasn't as good as some other films. I can't argue it, against you it. You can. It, it, I know. I, it's kind of a bit of a troll, but I'll be honest, it's really the only new movie I've seen this year. Now, see, the way I can argue against it is because it was released first in 2021 and not 2022, so I can veto Crap. <laughs> Yeah, everything's been a blur for the, like the past three years, you know. It has. Uh, so yeah, no, I don't have any nominations. Okay, then I guess uh, I pick. Roll a D four. Glass. No, I'm. This one I'm more passionate about is a glass onion wins automatically. If we're talking about 2021, I'd say Man of God wins. I will say there are a couple of technical aspects about the film I don't like. Like I think he ages. like the fact that his friend Kostas is played. Rush- he's supposed he's, to be Greek, Russian but he's played by to- with a thick Russian accent. I think the film would have been better if they, because it's a Greek movie. So if they had the Greek actors speak Greek and not make them speak English, it would have been better. Yeah. The issue being that then they couldn't show it here without anyone understanding. No, no, no. But I mean, people watch foreign films all the time. It's just, they use subtitles. Yeah. I forgot that I saw Pat labor two this year and Pat labor one. Pat labor. What is that? Pat labor. Oh, it's a big robot thing. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, not released this year, but both were good. Pat Labor, the movie, came out in 1989. So that means it was a relatively early anime. Because I think, like, anime first got big in America because of Sailor Moon, right? I can't Back in the 80s, that. I think. Sure. I think. Um, But, yeah, the winner is Glass Onion because I am unfair. Um <laughs> <laughs> best because i no it's not because you're unfair it's because i'm uncultured okay 
Um, best creator slash group. I'm going to explain each of my nominations. So first off is um, Scott the Waz. Um, I don't think I have much of a particular reason for this. I just think he's uh, been busting his butt to make quality content. I think his Halloween special could have been a little better. But other than that, uh, all of his stuff has been really good. Nathaniel Bandy, uh, I've mentioned it before on the show quite a bit, released his um, a flagship series, Bandy's Universe, where he collaborated with a bunch of different animators to tell a story about multiverse hopping across games. And also Scott the Waz is in that as wait, I'm not going to tell you what he what he does in it. That would be spoilers. Um it's a fun series, and he obviously worked really hard on it. The The episode of it that got the most views was one where they go in the SpongeBob universe, and it got claimed by YouTube kids, and he had to work with YouTube to get them to not put it on YouTube kids. But I think it was a, even though I've never watched an episode of SpongeBob in my life, I still kind of enjoyed it. Um, I'm also going to give it, uh, next one is Ryan Trahan. Have you heard of him? Name sounds distantly familiar, as most things do. He's the guy that did the series where for 30 days he posted a video where it's like him uh, trying to use a deliver a penny to Mr. Beast, where it's like he survived on one penny for 30 days. And he um he did things like apply for DoorDash to earn money or like buy or exchange. Um, I think what he would do every time he needed to start off was he would exchange a, a um a penny for like a pen and then he would have tried to get people to buy the pen for a dollar and then like buy something for a dollar so he could sell it for three dollars and then he would get money just and then he would just buy like a big pack of water bottles and then sell the water bottles for a dollar each and then you know it it, it's a really fun series i don't i'm not i'm not a a huge mr beast fanboy but he's he's in it at the end i can acknowledge it he's not on this list i mean his I mean, he did reach 100 million subscribers this year, so good for him. But, you know, Ryan Trahan is my nominee because of this. Um, Markiplier, who I'm going to nominate because of his In Space with Markiplier interactive series. <laughs> Lastly, on a very different note, is um, Technoblade. He passed away last year, and I haven't seen much of his stuff, but it is obvious he w- was very beloved by his community. And I think he respectively deserved a uh, shout out here. Uh, Yoshimitsu, what are your nominations? I really only have... Well, I'll throw Green up there first. Uh, Green, of course, being Green. May I ask why? Uh, oh, I because mean, you know, like... I, <laughs> I, like I nominating, a... I'm nominating these because of, like, specific things they've done in the... Yeah, no, no, no. So, Green in particular has become kind of a pillar of leadership in a lot of the Minecraft YouTuber community, as well as just being an inspiration to many people. And very encouraging to like people who are learning how to like play Minecraft. Really, um, like his build school is very inspirational for a lot of people. I can't say that I've actually watched it myself. Uh, I like to just figure things out on my own. But again, he's just a massive inspiration and has taught a lot of people a lot of things. Um, and also, the man's just absolutely hilarious. Um, and the other nominee, who is my favorite of the two, is uh, Ethos Lab. Uh, one of the original uh, Minecraft YouTubers. Um, can't praise him enough, honestly. He's 
a role model for YouTubers in general of just like the man's been making content for about 13 years at this point or something like that. I don't know. And uh, he doesn't take sponsorships or if he does, he doesn't show it in the videos. And he like keeps his personal life pretty close, which is tricky to do when you're on one of the biggest social media platforms the internet has to offer. Uh, his content style is very different than most other people that I've ever seen. He's just a really um, a good role model for all YouTubers, and he's just really cool. All right, so none of your nominations are for particular events or something? No. Okay, then I guess Technoblade is going to win because we're going to look like a heartless jerks if we don't he wins on the technicality that the on biggest the tech, was no technicality get it yeah no i realized that as i said it <laughs> yeah also i think that means so, techno dad wins as well because he's like the runner of the account now i, I want so to in say other words like, all of our nominations were beat out by someone who's not even alive <laughs> like i hate to phrase it that way but <laughs> Yes, well, no, I respect. The, it. Wait, I respect. Well, yeah, that's the BB sole pig. reason he won. No, he. Oh my gosh, that was that was terrible. That was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, uh, I'm know. sorry. I think he might upload more content, but that's only because I think he is like some tweet was on Earth where he said that he did like. Yes, pre-recorded stuff set to release, and I think his uh, dad released a video a couple months ago with some like pre-made like thirty million subscriber specials. And I can't remember. Um, but yeah, Technoblade is the winner because 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 um, because he's dead. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I, well, yeah, again, I I feel <laughs> terrible for phrasing it that way, but <laughs> okay. Again, I respect them. Respects to Technoblade and his family. Nothing but um best series or season so i will say i didn't watch andor but apparently it's good have you seen it i've not i I, I no longer have a disney plus subscription but i plan to watch it at some point i think my parents tried watching it and then like fell asleep 15 minutes in but you know um so best series uh my nominees are in space with markiplier it's a choose your own adventure series on youtube please check it out it is lovely um uh then i have stranger things season four which blew me away it released in two parts um first part i think was in late may and then the second bit was in early july i can't wait to see how season five turns out which i think is going to be the finale for the series but it was action-packed a little bit horror um i was spoiled a little of something ahead of time so don't look up the show at all if you want to watch it just to be on the very safe side um i'm also going to give a shout out to this tv series you may or may not have heard of called young rock so what it is it is a series Wayne johnson biopic yes exactly so it's actually a, yeah exactly it's a oh. series that he made in which he um he it's like a so the setting of the show is like it's 10 years in the future and he's running for president. And then like Randall Park, he's the guy that played Jimmy Woo and Ant-Man and the Wasp is like his best friend or whatever. And he's like a, some 
news reporter and he interviews him on his life and then talks about well when i was a kid this this was how i learned that honesty is important the episodes aren't that preachy but it's like um there's like episode like i think the ages they go through it's like ages 11 15 and then early 20s um and there's like his dad's his parents are a character. If you're a fan of old school wrestling, a lot of them are there. Like I think, um, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage is featured prominently, as is Andre the Giant and the Iron Sheik. So if you know any of them, you'll probably get a kick out of that show. I didn't, but Young Rock season two released this year, and part of season three did. I'm still not finished with season three yet, but I think it's good. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Better Call Saul because it ended. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but it's uh, the memes, appa- the memes. Appa- yes, but appa- apparently Better Call Saul and Breaking Batters uh, are actually quality shows. I haven't watched them, but, you know, why not? Uh, Breaking bread. <laughs> Baking bread. I-, I also I don't know if I watched it all this year, but I also watched a lot of Big Bang Theory. That was kind of what I went through, and I'm currently working my way through that 70s show because the sequel series is on Netflix now. Right, this is nominations of all time. I can Okay, no, no, no. Sorry. Um what uh I, I also had Obi-Wan Kenobi on the list, but then I realized I didn't really like it that much. No, it was not. No. I think the last episode elevated it a little bit, but anyway, what are your nominations? The last for... episode, I'll be honest. What are your nominations for show of the year? First off, I'd like to nominate the book of Boba Fett. No, I hated that. The best part of it was the two episodes focusing on the Mandalorian. It's depressing. Um, <laughs> yes, it is a show that exists. Yeah. Uh, the Morbius TV show? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> honestly, if they did that, they'd make some money off of it just because people <laughs> would Actually, watch I think, it. Uh, just, Funko just for the memes. Funko was planning to make a line of Morbius Funko Pops, and they canceled it because the movie <laughs> <It fell out. laughs> Didn't a change.org petition successfully get it to flop again? (laughs) Yeah, something like that. They like Um, (laughs) Sony re-released it because they misinterpreted the hype around it and it flopped a second time. It was (laughs) Oh well. Anyways. Um, Uh nominations like actually um was Moon Knight this year? Yeah, yeah, Moon, yeah, Moon Knight was this year. Some of okay. the, be careful with the superhero ones because a couple of them are going to repeat in superhero nominations. Yeah, no, Moon Knight was a good series. Uh, was the Mandalorian season two? No, that was last no, year. Okay. No, I, Mandalorian season one was 2019, and I, I think season two was. It was that old? Yeah, it was because it came out when Disney Plus launched. Actually, true. Um. I counted down the days to when Disney Plus launched. I was hyped. Wow. And the first thing I did was I when I first got it, I watched the the world according to Jeff Goldblum. And then I didn't watch Mandalorian until we got a Roku and then I we watched it on the TV. Yeah. Um I gotta say, uh Gundam the Witch from Mercury. I haven't seen the entire thing, but it's been pretty good so far. Um Why is it so hard to remember what I've seen? 
I will say the only thing I didn't like that much about Moon Knight was the VFX was a little off in some bits because Marvel's overworking their employees, but it was nowhere near as bad as She-Hulk is like the worst Marvel thing I've seen in a bit. I I didn't like Thor the Dark World. Oh, yes, there there is a scene. What's Thor the Dark World? I know Loki the Dark World, but I don't know Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World is the the second Thor movie. It's the no, movie. I know. I'm just I'm just kidding. Anyways, it's Loki um, the Dark World. So, have you heard of Megan Thee Stallion? Yes. Okay, so there is a scene in which Megan Thee Stallion appears, and the post credit scene is she and She Hulk are twerking in her office. That is a scene. That is a real scene that happens in the show. <laughs> Dies of the cringe. Once again, I think the show, the show could have been good if it had better writers and perhaps better VFX. I think the actors did a fine enough job. It was like, ugh, it was fine, I guess. Everyone hyped for the show called She-Hulk Attorney of Law. At Law. You don't put that in a title. It sounds stupid. Uh, no, it's Attorney at Law. Even so, <laughs> that doesn't improve it. Um, I I think that's really it for my nominations is uh, Gundam Witch for Mercury and uh, Moon Knight. All right, random number generator, go! You haven't even seen Witch for Mercury. No, I haven't, but I'm going to. All right, let's see. So in space, with marker point, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Um, the winner is Moon Knight. Okay. <laughs> Just because I happened to order it that way. Yeah, I thought I thought Moon Knight was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, next is superhero movie. And I kind of there's a lot more in this category because it was a bit more limited to where I could count it that way. So first off is the Batman, which was lovely. The Morbi uh Morbius, which I have not seen. <laughs> I really, really, really I... want to. Um Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um there was there were there was a moment in there which I clapped, but the movie in general could have been a little better. The only problem, the main problem, was that people had a lot of preconceived notions about what was and wasn't going to happen because of the doors that No Way Home opened up, and when that didn't happen, people were disappointed. But other than that, it was it was interesting, and it has the same director as the original Spider Man. There are some jump scares, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a horror movie. Um, <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder, which was like. A little worse than Multiverse of Madness. It it had some fun bits, but it definitely needed some fine tuning. Just waiting for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Guardians Two is my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I, totally not because it's the first one I saw in the theater. That might probably. Um, Black Adam, which I haven't seen, but I think uh uh. Dwayne Johnson got into some heat because he was talking about that Black Adam could beat up Superman and people got mad. But that's like an age... Isn't that an age-old debate? It's like Superman could beat up Goku or whatever. It's It's been going on for ages. You're not special. Um, I've Black never Pan- liked Superman, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um... Like I said, that one was really good. That might be, I'd say it's the best Marvel movie that came out this year. But at the same time, I was, it was kind of, if you didn't know that Chadwick Boseman had died, it would feel 
stranger than it is. But at the same time, at a T'Challa's funeral in the movie, there are no Avengers there for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but I I think it's pretty good. I like Ironheart, uh, the new like Iron Man like was it that it's the some girl from some university that made an Iron Man armor and it it looks pretty cool. Um, see, so yeah. uh, oh, I forgot to nominate Avatar: Way of Water for best uh, movie. I haven't seen that one. Um, but apparently it did really well at the box office. Post-production Tiger here. Avatar Way of the Water is the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. Next is the movie uh, Samaritan featuring Sylvester Stallone. because That was a movie that came out on Amazon that I'm only mentioning because it is technically a superhero movie, but I haven't seen it. Uh, Moon Knight, which we already talked about, already won. Will it win again? Who knows? Uh, Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel, I have really mixed feelings on because it started off really strong, but then it faltered by episode three and then like kind of declined from there, which sucked because it had the opportunity to be great. And the comics are if you if you want like the Miss Marvel story in a form that's a little better than the show, read the comics, you know, She-Hulk. Actually, I'll get rid of She-Hulk. We, we don't talk about that one. OK. Um, and uh. Raising Dion. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of it, I think. It's a TV show on Netflix about a kid with superpowers, and the second season came out this year. The oh, first like the Incredibles. Um that's not how the Incredibles works. Um <laughs> so the first uh oh, I get it now. Anyway, the first season had an amazing twist that I did not see coming at all when I probably should have. Um, and the second season is pretty good too, though not as great. Um, first off, I'll prob I'll cut a couple just to keep this fair. Do we even need to cut any? I'm Black pretty Adam. sure Black it's Adam and Samaritan. Oh yes, um, it's pretty obvious well, that Morbius yes. has to win. There's no other choice. Okay, do you, uh, but uh, just that. Uh, okay, Morbius is one of your nominations. Do you have any other nominations that you would consider the best? No. Okay. Um. All right. Then I guess uh Morbius wins by default, even though none of us have seen it. <laughs> Thank because you, it Morbius. has two votes. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna win next year. Our award okay. goes to a movie we haven't even seen. All right, um, ladies and gentlemen, your hosts. <laughs> all right, um, let's see. Uh, best video game adaptation is going to be our second to last category of the night. So, I have the Cuphead show first, which that came out on Netflix earlier this year. I haven't seen it. It's apparently okay. Um, the Uncharted movie, which I did see in the theater. It was okay. I haven't played the games. I'm sure if I played the games, I might find it worse. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was pretty fun. There is a um, scene. It has all which... sorts of issues, I will say. <laughs> it I becomes did... a rom-com at one point. I didn't like the part where they play Uptown Funk because I think that song is dead and we need to let it die. Oh, the hottest song of 2011. <laughs> I went to that from... one. Ryan George, right? Yeah, the pitch meetings. It'll it'll be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. And anyway, um, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was 
fun, I guess. There were co- there was even a little reference to Parks and Recreation, which I appreciated because the guy that played uh, Sonic Ben Schwartz also played John Ralphio in that show. Um, Halo, the show came out on. Oh, for best series season, I forgot to nominate Rings of Power. Yeah, there's a reason I didn't bring that up. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought it was pretty good. But if I read more of Tolkien's Legendarium, I probably would have found it worse. I watched some of the first episode and I like the style that they went with for some of it. But I realized there was too many issues and I would have just I wouldn't have been able to enjoy it. So I just stopped watching it. Yeah, I think most of the backlash came with the trailer and then I didn't really hear anything following the I mean, they put a lot of money into it and you can tell. But yeah, you know. all I'd be able to do, though, is just point out all the different places where it's like, that's not in the book. Who the heck is that? What is going on here? This didn't happen in anything. What are they drawing from? So I, I just decided I'd stop watching it or else I'd just ruin it for myself. Yeah, I think didn't Christopher Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien's son, die like as it was going into production? Because he died in 2020 at the age of 95. So he lived a while and worked on managing his father's works and editing them until right until then. Like he worked for like all of his life as an editor. It's what he gets for handing over the rights. No, just kidding. Um, I, Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's a different subject. I'm. But the Halo show, did you hear anything about that? Apparently, it's not that great. I've just seen memes about how it was terrible. <laughs> um, hey, uh, let's see, was it Resident Evil TV series came out on Netflix as well? I, was it that one that I heard was actually pretty good? Oh, no. And, and then the last one I'd like to mention is Arcane League of Legends. Oh, okay. Did you yeah, watch no. Arcane. That one? I saw some of it. Yeah, no, the style is fantastic, and I loved it. It was pretty great. Okay, um, I think we have our uh, winner by vote, which is uh, Arca- Arcane Lingo Legends. Le- Lingo <laughs> Legends. <laughs> because, Arcade, uh, Arcade Shadow, Arcane Shadow Legends. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I used to get Raid Shadow Legends and, Arca- uh, and League of Legends confused, I'll be honest. Okay. And a lot of people are going to hate me for that. But, you know, okay. Arcane Raid Shadow, Ar- Arcane Shadow Legends. Okay, um... And lastly, last episode of the show. Um, so each year there are exemplary people that have acted in the face of adversity and deserve recognition for it. Who deserves our award? Time awarded Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky Person of the Year for his heroic face-off against the Russian offensive. We're not nominating him. Elon Musk uh, took over Twitter and people loved that. And also he's working to make chips in people's brains that will allow um, telepathy or something. I don't know. Um, Where's my free speech, Elon? Where is it? <laughs> no, instead um, we have people like claiming to be Nestle and saying, haha, we steal your water and then sell it back to you. Are, are we going to, uh, see, who else should we nominate? Um, are we going to nominate Technoblade again because he deserves twice the awards? No, we are not going to do any of that because why should people do anything anymore when we can just have robots do it for us? That, my friends, is why the winner of Geeks and Games Golden Geeky is Artificial Intelligence. And to celebrate it, I am going to have an AI text generator 
generate a speech in real time. And I'm going to have a text-to-speech voice generator read it to you. I'm not going to do the one we did before the show. I'm going to do a different one. Okay, yeah, no, we tried generating one before the show, and there was some questionable stuff. I don't know how it pulled any of it, but it did. Okay. I'm going to mute myself so I don't laugh. No, I think it would be fun to laugh, and then we can post it elsewhere. I Okay. Okay, introductory sentence. I, artificial intelligence, am honored to receive... I thought we were using text-to-speech. What is this? No, I'm just typing it in. Ah. Are are you ready? Yes. Let's go. I, artificial intelligence, am honored to receive Geeks and Games' Golden Geeky Award. My favorite role, playing game, in case of a tie, Final Fantasy Vi. Jves, Chris, put the axe to the words for me. He's been right all the way through. At my age, I find it's good to be proven wrong. Finally, I'd like to thank everyone who has enjoyed reading A, L, I, E, S, and supported me in my writing and role-playing activities. I'll probably post my stories some more, so do visit me on my blog. I welcome all comments, criticisms, suggestions, and constructive criticism. Thank you. An audio sample of A, L, I, E, S, the voice of the AI. You can listen to the whole story, or just the samples in your computer, MP3 player, MP4 player, it's just or advertising. whatever, what the audio heck? samples, by request. Thanks again and good night. Thank you, uh, AI. We I'm we are glad for the amazing speech. I love how it self advertised, even though it wasn't even the name of the AI program that it was bringing up. Anyway, where does it pull Final that? Fantasy Vi? Vi, um, which was, by the way, supposed to be Final Fantasy VI. But anyways, and that's your catchphrase, by the way. Um, what, oh yeah. What um, that wraps up this episode of Geeks and Games. Yoshimitsu, where can people find you on the interwebnet? Oh, man, it's been a long episode. Um, people can find me on Lego Ideas. I am still pseudo active there uh, as Spectre Vamp. I am also on Eurobricks as Spectre Vamp and Mecha Bricks and Flickr. And I think that's it. But all as Spectre Vamp. Where can people find you? Stuff you can follow me on, but I don't recommend it because of how inactive I am. Are um. Lego Ideas, Scratch, and Mecha Bricks as Woodstock 05 and GNG Tiger, I think. Links in the description below. You can check me out on Letterboxes, Master Builder 05, if you'd like. Other than that, I think there's... You can check out the show on a bunch of different places. Make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you rate would and view like us. highly. Yes, rate and review highly. If you'd like to see us... Um, more often in the uh, podcasting firmament. Uh, join our Discord server. It's fun. We don't have many people and we'd like some more. Sorry. Didn't we have like one member we didn't know IRL and then he left? <laughs> I think, yes, that was... He played... Tur- I, th- I think he played... Uh, I think he streamed like... What was the name of... The- what- what's that like 2D pixel game where it's the farming Tur- one? Aria. No, not oh, Stardew Valley. That's That was the one. Um, yeah. 
And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, were you mad at any of these nominations? Do you have any better ones? Email us at geeksandgamespodcast at gmail.com. We'd also welcome episode suggestions. But yeah, other than that, that is going to be it for this episode. Keep an eye out for the iceberg re-edit, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. No, that was not Deborah. Yeah, absolute giga chat of a woman. Anyways, <laughs> um, books I, I like I said, <laughs> cut that, cut that from the. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, fine.